Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, this is Rohit from Life Self Mastery and I'm really excited to have one one who has 20 years of experience as a product designer and also worked in two uh, national language startups in Fortune 500 companies, Apple and Charles Schwab. Uh, one uh, is the CEO of Fanalyze, which is a fantasy sports company that provides a solution where fantasy players can save time by consolidating all the fantasy teams in one platform while offering a fast way to analyze and track players. Uh, one has done his bachelor's in marketing from San Jose State University. Welcome to the show, one. Thank you, Rohit. I appreciate it. And uh, definitely... Uh... Can't wait to talk to you about uh, my journey. Awesome. So, uh, you know, uh, you ha- do have a lot of experience as a, as a product designer. You've worked with uh, some stellar companies. You know, what got you interested in startups and entrepreneurship? Yeah, I mean, at San Jose State, my, my senior year, um, we had a, a web design class. This was 1999 um, and really started building my first, I would say, website or web page, right? So I started coding. I uh, also used some Dreamweaver as well. And our senior project was to help, uh, I think it was Vail Resorts. How do we market um, Vail and, and get more people? Uh, and we actually designed a separate uh, website for them uh, to get more users or, or invite more people to, to ski at Vail. And they, and they loved it. Uh, once, once I, you know, tasted some of that as well, uh, I knew that the path for me was eventually launching my own online business, online website. And we also did um, a business plan uh, in, in college. And, you know, that was something I enjoyed. Uh, I believe we got an A plus in it. So uh, we were pretty good in doing that. Uh, so I'm combining what I learned in pretty much writing a business plan and then, uh, you know, designing my first website uh, and online business was was soon to come right after that. So, yeah, interesting because you know, ninety nine two thousand is when the dot com bust had happened. Uh, That's right. <laughs> yeah, did you, <laughs> that is did right. You, did you go into you know build any any of the startups there, or you just head on uh, went to uh, went to your jobs and worked in some of the bigger companies? Yeah, no, I think uh, after the business plan, I, I needed some experience, so. Uh, my first startup was uh, 2000. Uh, oh. It was called Animagent. Um, uh, it was an artificial intelligence and natural, langu- la- natural language processing startup. I mean, in 2000, that wasn't really common, right? So uh, there I first, you know, I helped design the website and build uh, products uh, for the company. One product I built was uh, uh, pretty much uh, the technology was a chatbot on your desktop per- and it communicated with you. So what it is similar to the Clippy, but uh, it kind of, you know, for Windows, but it was on your desktop and it communicated information. So what I did is I learned the code uh, and I designed a demo for the sports industry because I grew up uh, loving sports. So I created a demo for, for the Sharks, uh, 49ers, the Warriors, the local Bay Area um, sports teams and for example, the Sharky lived on your desktop. And if I asked the Sharky who won who won the game tonight, and the Sharky will respond in in speech, uh, the San Jose Sharks won against the uh, LA Kings three to two, right? So uh, you could ask, is there any discount tickets for 
for tomorrow's game. And I would, you know, the Sharky would send you links to, you know, certain discount, discount tickets. And this, this was in 2000. And I'm applying the same technology now with Banalize 20, 20 years after. So um, definitely a, a good learning. And I worked for several startups as well uh, and, and learned a lot from, from these startups. Um, but that, yeah, uh, I enjoyed the fast paced. And I could talk more about the, the big, bigger Fortune 500 companies I work with as well and how different that was. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is, this is very interesting. And, uh, you know, sports betting is, is a big market and, uh, you know, you know Fanalyze focuses on, uh, you know, uh, researching on 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 every game uh but how, how does your team get down to research or are you just focusing on a on a specific sport or is it about researching on every game and you know uh, getting to understand better for for betters yeah i mean you know our goal is to have you know the top 10 sports uh, eventually in in 3 years uh, right now we have nfl uh, mlb and nba uh, how we get the data is once one we license it from uh, Sport Radar, so we don't want to get in trouble from the big leagues because they'll come after us. Uh, we also aggregate, you know, the top sports sources from different sites uh, like Yahoo, CBS, ESPN. So the rankings, projections, uh, the recommendations for for sit and starts, uh, and also waiver wires. Uh, and for sports betting, we're always uh, trying to aggregate all the experts' analysis and so forth and putting it in one location. And odds and the best odds as well. Got it. And uh, uh, you know, uh, since since you started uh, building uh, the company, you got you know f- five thousand users, and you got a lot of uh, partnerships uh, with uh, high force uh, sports uh, innovation. And uh, you know, I wanted to understand how do you, how do you get your first uh, users uh, when you started building the the product, and uh, you know. Uh, what what are some of the challenges you caught when you started getting your first customers? Yeah, I, I think uh, as a product uh, person, um, you have to go out there and talk to users before you even uh, launch the product. So I really pretty much you know uh, drew it on paper uh, and and started talking to people. Uh, the you know if it you know people like it then i went to a, a higher fidelity uh, design right so uh it's just interesting for you so i'm trying to get them excited uh and and get them to buy in uh, and if there's there is you know some interest in we we already know the market was growing for fantasy sports uh so let's, let's start building it uh and, and start you know talking to these people uh getting their feedback and that's our first users and then of course friends friends and family uh, and, and doing any press that we can to get our initial users. All right, and and uh, uh, you know, uh, COVID has really impacted uh, sports. Uh, but I think uh, esports had had its own inflection point uh, last year. Uh, do you think esports would be much bigger than than the sports uh, traditional sports in general? Uh, esport is growing, but it's it's not bigger than you know NFL. Uh, it's not bigger than MLB yet. Uh, could it be? Uh, maybe. Uh, but uh, it's it's something we actually develop a prototype for. So uh, you could, you know, we had a prototype for Counter-Strike. So you could kind of research the players and teams that are going into tournaments. Uh, so we're, we're a platform that could apply esports data. Uh, and we do plan to do that uh, in the near future. I don't know about this year, but uh, 
2022. Uh, it's it's in our roadmap. Got it. And and what's what's the business model? You know, uh, how, how do you how do you monetize the, your product uh, when uh, you know people use your product to to research on players and teams? Yeah. So what we did, you know, prior to launching, like we listed uh, the data points that are really difficult to find. Uh, and then ask our users, which data points would you help you with your research and analysis? And they'll select it and uh, we'd ask them, how much would you pay for for this? And, you know, the range could be $5 to, you know, $40 a month, depending on sport, right? So, uh, and that's how, you know, uh, we started to create the premium model. Uh, so it's a free model subscription to advanced data and with customized analysis. And we're also integrating affiliate marketing uh, for sports betting operators. Uh, sports betting operators spent about 1.5 billion uh, in you know customer acquisition and marketing to get more users on their apps and websites. Uh, there's a commission; uh, it could range from 200 to 500 dollars per user um, per deposit. So uh, you know we're analysis and research, so we'll push them to the best odds and and sports betting operators and. Uh, if if they sign up, we get a, a piece of, uh, you know, that uh, commission of 200 to, uh, I would say, around $300 average. So two ways, free, uh, subscription and then affiliate marketing revenue. Okay. And, and have you started monetizing your, your product uh, now or is it going to be? We did some tests, but uh, our goal this year is really to monetize. Uh, we hope to expect to get 10,000 paid users by the end of the year. Uh, and then uh, monetize through um, a premium uh, affiliate marketing as well. Today, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that the founder of Beautiful Lives increased the social media presence by 10x? They managed to publish consistently and effortlessly using a robust social media management tool called Social Pilot. Social Pilot is a cost effective social media tool that helps businesses scale their social media marketing efforts. Use lifestylemastery.com slash social pilot to get a 14-day free trial. Do you also have competitors uh, in the in the same segment? Yeah, I mean, there's you know the, the fantasy sports space and, and sports betting now is the gold rush. Yeah. Uh, you know, competitors range from uh, fantasy pros to number fire uh, to RotoQL uh, to to fantasy alarm. So there's there's several um, competitors in this space. Uh, I think more are jumping in as well. Got it. And, uh, you know, uh, we also talked about, you know, Americans, uh, I mean, that they lose uh, close to, you know, $120 billion when it, when it comes to uh, to sports betting. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 the uh, idea of power finalize is only to focus on, on the U.S. market or are you also going to focus uh, across different geographies and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, be, or remain just specific to U.S.? Yeah, no, I mean, we're based in the U.S., so we have more, I uh, would say, partners here and, and more control. Uh, but we are looking into, you know, uh, soccer or football data in, in Europe. Uh, we're actually launching cricket data uh, for the IPL. So look for it maybe in, in a couple of weeks. Oh. Uh, so we have cricket data. Uh, we'll be launching that um, for, for, of course, uh, the cricket uh, fantasy leagues. Uh, run you know mainly by Dream Eleven, so we will have that. Um, and we, like you said, we're we're we were part of Hype Sports Innovation. They're uh, more international or in Europe. We just re received a pilot from Aqua Bloom, 
sports uh, technology group and um, GSIC powered by Microsoft. We want to pitch event uh, and receive a pilot opportunity to launch in China. So we'll be launching cricket, uh, you know, that's more uh, focused on India market. And then uh, we're planning to launch in China. Uh, I believe my pitch was for the Winter Olympics in Beijing. Uh, So we'll be uh, integrating that into the the Fanalyze uh, platform. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, you made a couple of good points about about the cricket betting in India and also, you know, uh, uh, Winter Olympics and uh, and uh, China, which is just such a such a huge market. Um, I wanted to understand, you know, uh, when would a company should look at uh, looking at different markets, uh, considering that you know you're still early in in a journey. Should you look at uh, diversifying into into different markets at the early stage, or you know, how how do you get to decide? Uh, when to when to market into into different geographies? Yeah, no, that's that's a good question. I mean, we we were like focused, like we'll just stay in the U.S., right? But uh, once we got partners like Hype uh, that could get us out to international, um, and then people that, that was in India that understood the market and uh, for cricket, um, just having the partners there uh, gives us a way to launch international and, and cricket. There's not much market. You know, there's not much competitors as well for the research analysis market. So that's a market that we could probably capture early Uh, and similar markets like, you know, uh, of course, soccer is pretty saturated, but, uh, you know, maybe there's tennis, uh, maybe there's golf in Europe. Right. So um, because in the U.S., the market is already uh, saturated uh, with with research and analysis. If there's sports uh, out there that you could really get because there's no competitors it, it's definitely a, a good path for for you uh that's what we're doing with uh with with cricket oh very interesting because you know uh i come from india and again sports betting is pretty illegal over there but uh, are there any any countries where you where you think you know sports betting is is legal and uh i know uk and us i think it's pretty much legal to uh to bet but uh are in International listeners, you know, uh, since they make, uh, uh, we have a lot of international listeners. Can they also bet on, uh, on, on sports in US or in UK or in Europe? Yeah, I mean, sports betting in the US was legalized in 2018, uh, but the the states have to create their own laws and policies. Uh, so probably, I think there was maybe about 25 states with uh, legalized sports betting, and then about 10. Uh, with online sports betting. So there's different categories. Um, and of course, in uh, international, I think UK has sports betting, Australia, uh, I think it's controlled in China uh, and Singapore. But I know, you know, we, we understand uh, sports betting is sensitive in India. So it's really focused on more fantasy sports data rather than right. sports betting data, right? So, um, but that, you know, we could apply that to, to Australia, which where sports betting is, is legal for, for cricket. Got it. And, uh, you know, you, you also have a plan to get to 10,000, uh, uh, you know, active users, uh, by, by the end of this year, what are, what are some of, some of your plans and how do you get to go from 5,000 to 10,000? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we started to really push our social media posts. Uh, something we want to do is get a lot of followers on there for, for of course, or organic reasons, right? We don't want to pay too much of a digital, uh, marketing um, and engage our followers. Uh, we're looking also with market influencers uh, that you know could create that uh, buzz uh, and allow their 
followers to to join on Fanalyze, and and key key partnerships uh, like uh, um, uh, Aqua Bloom, right? So they have a platform, they have their uh, their their followers and so forth and hype as well. So uh, market influencers, of course, you have to do some digital marketing, uh, focus on you know growing your your followers on social media, uh, and then finding those key partners that uh, to to get you those those uh, uh, users on your on on your app. So, got it. And and do you also have your demographics uh, of for for sports betting? I I assume largely most of them would be uh, older men uh, who would be betting, or do you think you also have women who are betting into into sports betting? Uh, I don't know the percentage of women, but uh, they they are. I mean, they do play fancy sports, um, and and of course, you know, there's a, there's an overlap of people playing fantasy and, and sports betting, I believe it was maybe 70%. So it, it's really high number. Um, you know, of course, you know, the, the people with, you know, more income would probably bet more, but uh, the younger generation is finding ways to engage in sports. Uh, and, and, you know, they're passionate about, you know, games and their teams uh, and, and they, they bet as well, but probably not as much. Yeah, you made a very really interesting point about about younger people uh, yeah. making bets on 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 esports, fantasy sports. But you know what I've realized is a lot of lot uh, a lot of younger people have, are not really uh, big into into watching sports uh, or even playing sports. Uh, and you know, especially when it comes to a, a sport like golf, uh, which is really struggling to uh, to attract younger audience. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but uh, but do you think uh, it's uh, you, you know sports has was always an entertainment you know be it NFL yeah. or NBA but but do you think uh, it it would change in, in the next couple of years because since you know we've been through a, a difficult COVID period do you think once the once the vaccinations happen the lockdowns uh, get removed do you think younger people will start playing sports more and you know start engaging uh, and you know uh, there'll be a uh, lot more viewership when, when it comes to uh, different sports for them. Yeah, I think there's ways. You know, the you know the the leagues are trying to get them early. Like uh, I don't know if you watched the Super Bowl. Uh, Nickelodeon had a broadcast, um, and they put you know Nickelodeon you know characters uh, on the screen. So they are trying to uh, to grab their attention, and they should. Um, but yeah, I, I think when you know everything gets back to normal. I don't know if that's the case. Um, people will, you know, they're stuck at home. They, they want to get out. They're waiting to, to play. Right. Um, so that kind of increases their, you know, uh, uh, their interest and also uh, wanting to get out there. Um, and, and we've seen that from local news, how uh, the kids want to play, but they can't right now. Uh, so that, that's, uh, I, I believe that it's going to increase, after uh, everything gets to normal uh, because people are just stuck at home uh, and want to do stuff. Mailman is an email assistant that shields you from unimportant emails, minimizing instructions and making your days calmer and more productive. You can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM, uh, which gives you the benefit of 15% off for the first year on the annual plan, uh, which already has 20% discounted compared to the monthly plan. So you can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM. You 
or looking to raise your next next round of funding from a crowdfunding platform like republic uh, rather than from from vcs uh, you know uh, why why did you look at a crowdfunding platform uh, to raise funds and have more awareness about your about your product yeah no uh, i think uh, we weren't really looking for a crowdfunding platform um, we auditioned for the the meet the drapers tv show and then they nice. have a package deal to to launch from Republic. Uh, so we, we did that. And um, I think it's a good way for us to expose or to share what we're building and finalize. Uh, we're not just a, you know, a community of investors, but possible uh, end users, right? So, uh, and also a way for unaccredited investors to invest, which could be our, our friends and family, our, our, our social community. Uh, so um, a good way to you know, stay away for, from VC yet. Uh, I think we're not. We're still early for for VC. We are talking to some angels, uh, and they have some interest there. Uh, interesting. And uh, you know, what was your experience in Meet, Meet the Drapers TV show? Uh, uh, did you did you get the kind of leverage uh, which was needed to uh, be part of the show? No, I think actually uh, the the show hurt us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ju- they didn't tell us who was who was the judge uh, prior to the recording. Uh, one of the judges was uh, Ronnie Lott. Uh, if you know Ronnie Lott, Hall of Fame uh, uh, linebacker for for the Forty Niners, but he's invested in FanDuel, uh, and FanDuel um, also acquired Numberfire, which is a competitor of ours. And I was curious of all the questions he asked was, and, and I didn't know. Prior to that, so I researched uh, uh, his 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 um, investment firm, and then I found out that you know FanDuel and, and DraftKings was there. Uh, they had a question about um, supercomputers and how we could beat it, right? So, uh, and I said, yeah, we could, we're humans. I mean, you know, computers make mistakes, and they really uh, drilled me for that. But now, now I'm knowing, like, okay, uh, we're we're trying to help people win. Uh, FanDuel is trying to, you know, take your money, right? Uh, and then they have a, a competitor of, of number of fires. So he invested in a couple of startups that uh, kind of gave a conflict of interest. But if I knew that, I would have probably had a different answer to to the question. Uh, so I knew he, once I knew the question that he, he gave, there's plenty of them. Like this guy knows this space more than, you know, uh, than, than, than I assume. So uh, but then right after I did some research, I'm like, okay, now I know why he asked those questions. Um, right. But yeah. yeah. No, I think that's, that's good. A good thank, experience, thank, yeah. Definitely yeah. a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for being, for, for being transparent. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot about Peter Trapers. I think it, it does target to a lot of, a uh, lot of Indian audience in us, but I wasn't aware about, uh, you know, I think they really have uh, some very good investors who are there on the board. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, on on uh, uh, on the follow up on the, on the Republic campaign, uh, you know, what is the money uh, that you're trying to use for? Uh, are you are you looking to to raise money to build your team and the product? Yeah, no, product is live. Uh, I think just improvements, and then uh, really uh, try to grow a user base, right? So test uh, different marketing channels. Uh, and, and try to grow that and, and convert those users to paying customers. Yeah, whatever we raise on on Republic is, is really focused on, on traction and growth. Got it. And, and uh, one, I quickly want to do the top three. What's your uh, favorite business book? 
Uh, move faster. Uh, this was uh, by Brad Feld's Brad, Tech Stars Brad Feld, and I forgot his co-founder's name. So that's uh, definitely a book uh, I, I enjoyed reading. Yeah, I think he's one of my favorite VCs, and he was also, uh, uh, you know, one of, one of the past uh, guests at, uh, at the show. I will definitely put oh, that in, in the in the in the show notes. And you know, if you could go back in time when you when you started working on Finalize, uh, what is the one thing you would have focused on or done anything differently? Really, um, if you know, if you're an early entrepreneur, just really just get to revenue as soon as possible. Um, kind of talk to the users, even pre pre sale, right? So pre sale. Uh, before you build the, you know, the, the website or, or app, uh, get those money in and then launch. I think once you do that, you kind of uh, eliminate some of the headaches of, you know, oh, what's your traction? Uh, do you have revenue? Uh, and then if you have a market and then you focus on that, that target, uh, I think you, you could raise, uh, you know, that initial round, but uh, focus, focus on getting that uh, first users and revenue as soon as possible, it will, you know, eliminate a lot of headaches, uh, in the long run. So. Yeah, I think, I think that's a, that's a great advice. And, uh, do you have any favorite online tools, for example, Gmail, Slack, Zoom? Yeah. Uh, Gmail, of course, Slack, uh, um, HubSpot is, is also good tracking people, uh, um, you know, who's opening your emails. Um, but those, you know, those are a few things that, that I usually, uh, use on a daily basis. Got it. When, and uh, uh, what is the best way people can know about Fanalyze on, on Republic campaign? Yeah, uh, Fanalyze, you know, the Republic campaign is republic.co forward slash Fanalyze, F-A-N-A-L-Y-Z-E. Uh, definitely take a look at uh, our page there and appreciate any any support. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes. And uh, what is the best way people can reach out to you as well? Ah, yeah, you can uh, email me, uh, Juan at Fanalyze, J-U-A-N at Fanalyze.com uh, or you know, uh, look me up on, on Twitter or, or Facebook or uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. Got it, yeah. I will put that in the show notes. Uh, Juan, thank you so much for taking our time and speaking to right. us. I really enjoyed my conversation with you. Thank you very much and uh, thank, thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.